0: We're talking about the precious and the powerful blood of Jesus. We started a new series last week. So if you weren't here, I would encourage you to get online. This is something that is life changing. This is this series uh, will take your faith to a new level. It'll it'll bring clarity to who you are in Christ. It changes everything. So we're just going to jump right in. We're taking some Wednesday nights, and we're, we're uh, just believing God. We're teaching along the lines of divine healing. And man, the Spirit of God was moving in a very powerful way. There was a wonderful healing anointing. Some, some people's bodies got touched powerfully. And it's all because of the blood. Everything is because of the blood. But our understanding of the blood is very minimal. You know, we think of the blood of Jesus. Yep, blood of Jesus. She shed it on the cross, forgave my sin. But I'm here to tell you, the New Testament word that so many times in the Bible is it, it, it says forgiveness, but it's the Greek word that means remission. And remission is way beyond forgiveness. So our sins have been remitted. And this Greek word, what it means, it means we've been forgiven. The penalty. Of sin has been erased. And here's the big part, and this is the part that we have very little understanding of: that the guilt and the shame and the condemnation of sin has been removed from our minds, from our consciousness. And I'm telling you, it's been, the Bible uses words: it's been cleansed, it's been purged. So many believers are beat up with secret sin, wrong behavior, addictions, and they're wondering why. They're like, Pastor, that can't possibly be true, what you just said, because I feel so bound. And to that I would say, the Bible says that whoever the Son hath, past tense, made free, is present tense Indeed free so could it be That the whole thing that's binding people today It's just lies and deception of the enemy That have no power over the believer the answer to that question is absolutely. Yes, and we're going to prove it with the word of God uh, Over and over and over You know in the mouth of two or three witnesses let every word be established But this is a subject. that's going to be in the mouth of a hundred witnesses There's scriptures everywhere on this, So turn in your Bibles to 1 Peter, chapter 1. This is where we launched off last week. I'll say a few things and then we're going to get into it. Um, guys, this is the game. This is really what the enemy's doing. The enemy is going to try to get you to define who you are based on what you do. And, and in other words, he's going to get you to try to live your life Based on the temporal truth of your life temporal truth being your behavior the natural things you see in your life But god is saying as you run your race You fix your eyes on me And you fix your eyes on who you are in me or you fix your eyes on the positional truth of who you really are All right The positional truth and over and over there's like a hundred and thirty different scriptures in the epistles that, that mostly Paul penned, but that have been penned by different writers, but mostly, mostly Paul, however, breathed by only one individual, and that was God. And it says over and over who we are in Christ, in him, in whom. Out of those 130 times, there is about 35 of them that you absolutely must Always keep at the forefront of your mind Because god, you know, we talk about walking by faith We're gonna see we're kind of going a little deeper. Now. We're gonna see what fuels it And so first peter chapter 1 verse 18 we started last week with this it says for as much as you know So this is something that God wants you to know, to have revelation knowledge of. That means, what is revelation knowledge? That's not just head knowledge. That's where the Holy Spirit, as a byproduct of you meditating in the Word of God, He's on the inside of you, and He opens the Word of God so that light comes out. Revelation comes out in your spirit and it goes it renovates your thinking so that now you start thinking different you start seeing different for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things and again to be redeemed this is what it means it literally means that a price was paid for you to be ransomed and rescued out of the delegated influence of darkness a price had to be paid for you to be released from that. The price was the very blood of Jesus. His blood was not spilled. His life was not taken. He laid his life down. They couldn't have taken his life. That's right. He laid it down and he shed his blood. And he did it for a reason. And part of what happened then is now the price has been paid for you to be redeemed. That means to be taken out of the delegated influence of darkness and placed into the kingdom of God. And that's where you are today, right now. That happened the moment you got saved. Right? That took place for you the moment you received the sacrifice. The event happened for you almost 2,000 years ago. You couldn't earn it. You don't deserve it. You couldn't be good enough You couldn't have the right education You couldn't be talented enough Has nothing to do with that Has everything to do with what Jesus did Today as you're sitting here You might have behavior that's not even right Maybe things that people don't know about You might be sitting here And nobody knows about you About your past Some past mistakes You might have a criminal record All of that I say So what It pales in comparison you know, in today's society, if you're a convicted felon, man, it's the, the society will say, you're going to have a hard time getting a job. When I used to go minister in jails, that was a frustrating thing. Because you get out of prison, you get out of jail, and how do you get a job? I'm here to tell you, in Christ, it, it erases all that. God blesses you now he opens doors that no man can shut you and I are living by a different set of rules because we are in a different kingdom and it took the blood of Jesus the very life of Christ to put us here so you have been made free you might not feel free it might not look like you're free but I'm telling you when you start looking in the word of God and peering into it It will be you'll gain revelation and all of a sudden you will see these things in in reality and you'll realize that what 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 the word says in luke 10 19 is absolutely true god said he said behold luke 10 19 behold i give you delegated authority it's translated power delegated authority we know delegated authority in the name of jesus for you and i to tread to have absolute mastery over all of the satanic influence which is named as serpents and scorpions not not just that though and over all the it says power it's the greek word that means and over all the ability of Satan, who is our singular enemy. He's the the behind-the-scenes guy. He's got a satanic hierarchy, but you're to have absolute mastery over them, and you're to have absolute mastery over all of his ability, and now nothing shall by any means hurt you. See, we read that and go, well, wait a minute. In my life, I've been hurt. And to that I say, So now light is coming. So no more You're above you're to be above only and not beneath the head and not the tail That's why we are the light of this world We have the answer to fear. We have the answer to destruction anything the enemy could do what? God did through Christ in Christ and through him far exceeds anything that Satan did through Adam You know, we've talked about that a lot. For as much as you know, you were not redeemed with corruptible things. Here's an example of corruptible things, silver and gold. Here's another example. From your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. You weren't, you were not redeemed with tradition. Just because your grandma bought the pew in the church, that doesn't make you redeemed. Right? Right? You can't join the church. You have to be born into it. This is not the church. This is just a building that the church we come to. And we come here to get strengthened and built up, and and the anointing is here to lift burdens so that we walk in our freedom, so that we walk out there in the world, and we show people, That, listen, God's not mad at you today. God's not out to get you and hurt you. He loves you. And he's got a plan for your life. And what God's done for me, he'll do for you. Because the only reason why he's done anything for me is because of Jesus. Right? That opened the door. So, in other words, Christ, as we said last week... He redeemed us with something of himself, his very blood. What that means now is you belong to him. Hello. You're his. Royal blood. So to mess with you, to, if, if the enemy wants to mess with you, got to go through him. Hmm. You have divine protection. Guys, we are a final days church. This is a pioneering thing. No other generation in the church has ever pastored a final day's church, ever been a believer in a final day's church. That means we run faster, we run harder, we run more at rest. We have 2,000 years of revelation knowledge that we're going to walk in. We are to do things that literally, we're going to see God do things through us that the world has never seen before. But we have to understand who we are. We have to understand that I belong to him. Right? I have been and am, Galatians 2.20, crucified with Christ. But nevertheless, I live. But then he goes on and he says, but, now wait a minute, the life that I'm now living in the flesh, because see, it's no longer me who live, it's Christ who lives in me. Now this life that I'm living in the flesh, I live it by the faith of the Son of God who loved me And who gave himself, he shed his blood, he redeemed me, he pulled me out of darkness and put me into his marvelous light. And that's where I'm at today. And and I believe it. I don't don't go by what I see, I believe what he said. And what he said will change everything that I might be seeing or feeling. Amen? This is huge. 2 Corinthians 5.17, it kind of explains what happened. It says here, therefore, if any man be in Christ. Now, we have to define it. What does it mean to be in Christ? Does it mean that, you know, you just know, you really have grown to know enough of the word that you're in Christ? No. Come on. Does it mean that, boy, if you're just, you know, if you just really walk with him and never mess up, then you're in Christ? Come on. Is it based on your behavior? No. no. The book of Romans says, If you're in Christ, all that that means, it's defined that the Holy Spirit lives in you. And the moment you accepted Christ, he came to live in you forever. Not just here. Listen, if the Lord tarries his coming and we all live a long and strong, healthy life, we finish everything, and then we step out of our body and we go home to be with him, guess who goes with us? The Holy Spirit. Guess who's gonna be with us a million years from now and whatever we're doing in the purpose of God to what he has for us in eternity, the Holy Spirit will always be with us. Always. It's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So let's keep going with this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. This Greek word means new in kind. And new in quality, it means an original form, a new creation, someone who's never existed before. When you got born again, you became a brand new person. We're defining who we are based on our flesh and our unrenewed mind. We have to define who we are based on his word, who he said he made us. This is saying he made us a new creature. And he said this, Old things have passed away. As we study about the blood, you're going to see what this means in a greater depth. Old things, the self centered life, everything passed away. That old man that I was is gone. I'm not a new and improved version, right? I'm not. What, what that means is he took. Kind of part of who I was and then just made me better. No the old one is completely gone. I'm a brand new person And I'm born again. I'm not God, but I'm one spirit with him. The Bible says I am his child I am made the very righteousness that he is Not like him Not just like a a type. No, no I've been made righteous with his righteousness. Right? It says here, old things are passed away, and behold, I love the way it's written, all things are become new. Everything's new. Guess what? When I accepted Christ, when I was four and a half years old, it all became new. Guess what this morning? Right now, everything is new. As I keep preaching and as I go a minute later, guess what? Everything is new. If you were to see my spirit, it's like I have a new car smell. That will never go away. Smells a lot like the Rose of Sharon. It's a fragrance. It's it's called, if you wanted to give a name to it, it'd be called freedom. Everywhere I go, the Bible says, my father will literally leave a fragrance of the knowledge of Him. In other words, I smell like my Father. It's it's all over you. It's who you are. Not going to become. Do we grow spiritually? Absolutely. But here is the thing. We grow in our knowledge of the Word. We grow up spiritually, but when you start out as a Christian, God gives you everything. He gives you everything, and then... He literally gives the control of your life back to you and he encourages you to follow him That's what he does but you you have everything the minute you get saved You're given everything that pertains to life and godliness the minute you get saved You're you're blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places You're giving given all the authority in the name of jesus the anointing is upon you and within you It's all there and Satan will come and try to work overtime yeah. to get you to look at your behavior and look at your natural surroundings to determine things. When the Bible is very clear, it's not even in man to order his own steps. You can't even see the glorious plan that God has for you with your mind. It's good the Word, the Spirit of God, has to reveal it to you. It's so glorious. So, in other words, when we look at this, you got to realize, and we said this last week God put everything in Christ that He wanted in you. Everything that He did in Christ, He did it because He wanted to do it for you. In other words, Jesus is the head but we are his body the bible says that we are to walk like him we're to do even greater works than he did because he went to his father now are we talking about are we the king of kings and lord of lords absolutely not are we god absolutely not we are his child but in the earth we walk in the authority of god In the righteousness of God, and we exercise our rights, and we walk and we tread over the enemy. So, in these times that we're living in, guys, you know, I'd love to tell you that, man, we're gonna go back to Mayberry, and it's just gonna be like life is just, you know, I'm kind of dating myself here. I don't even really remember that show, it's been so long. Come on, Pastor, preach it. You know, Mr. Rogers in his little sweater, you know forget what he used to say. It just sounded stupid to me. But, you know, sometimes do you ever watch movies now and you're like, wow, look at these people. Yeah. They just like have, they live normally. They don't have 9000 signs telling me to stay six feet away from people and telling me this and telling me. No, no, it's OK. What, we're a final day's church. Yeah. Listen, Satan knows he has just a little time. Very so let's just remind him every moment of that time Come on. that he's defeated. And it doesn't matter what society does. It doesn't matter what, or I should say this, it doesn't matter what Satan's doing. We keep our eyes on Jesus and we do his will and we will start to affect the culture and change things. In other words, Jesus will change things through us. All because of this. Hallelujah. So then you jump down and you look at verse 21 of chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 it explains how this happened it says for he talking about god the father hath past tense made him jesus to be sin for us yep. who knew no sin that we might be made this word made means come to be the very righteousness of god in him i in other words am identified with christ i said this last week other religions they have they'll teach you their philosophies they're they're about whatever but it's all about let me teach you good lessons on how to live and all this stuff and do we have good lessons in the bible on how to live yes but jesus didn't come just to give us lessons how to live he came we're christians it's hard to even define this as a rela- a religion right. it's a relationship it's jesus came and literally took my life of death and gave me his very life yeah. Come on. he made me worthy yeah. now i can go into the very presence of the god of the universe who is holy without any sense of guilt or shame or condemnation. I run to my Father as if sin never existed in my life. We're going to see very clearly from Scripture, God sees you through the blood of Christ. He doesn't see you in sin. You know why? Because you're not. Your sin's gone. He doesn't, he doesn't see you that way. You know, it's like you're a mess, I heard this growing up, but then God puts rose-colored glasses on. Mm. And you're really, it's almost like, that never made sense to me. So I'm like, so God is self-deceived then. Because really I'm a mess, but he put these glasses on so I'd look better. No, I'm here to tell you today, your life may look like you're a mess. People that are closest to you. Might And they they would probably love to come and tell you how much of a mess you are. Right? You might have a lot of facts that say you're a mess. You might feel and think that you're a mess. But your creator, the one who is truth, the one who sees everything, says you're not a mess. He says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. He says, you've been perfect, perfected in me. That's how, and see, this is why we get in the word, so we see ourselves like, our, like he sees us. I and you have been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, Amen. right? So now I have faith in that blood, yes. that that blood did exactly what he said it would do. In other words, whenever I face anything in life I literally rest my whole case On the blood of Christ I don't try to argue my point Why I should be free, why I should get healed Why I should have a good life Nope, I don't argue, I rest my case I literally say, Satan, look The blood And guess what, it's over There's no argument for the blood Because of what the blood did So this is why we have to know What the blood of God did His blood Well I'll tell you You should write this down His blood has produced Perfect righteousness In you Hallelujah He looks at you As if sin never existed before Never It's all been done away with The power of sin is broken. And what you need to realize, part of what the blood did, is sin consciousness. What do I mean by that? When people live their life conscious of their sin, sin consciousness has been broken by the blood. You need to know that. Well, then why am I conscious of sin still? Because you're choosing it. Because you're looking at a wrong thing, but you don't have to. If you'll have faith in the blood, you'll literally walk free from it. Could it be that easy? It is that easy. It, it totally is. That's why I love being a pastor, because, you know, I just need an easy button. That's easy. Come on. Satan comes at you, looks horrible. You're just like, nah, that that's easy. Because he's not fighting me, he's fighting him. Right The power of sins broken Sin consciousness is broken Here's a big one The guilt The shame and the condemnation Of sin is broken It's been broken off of your life Right now So we say this That his blood Produces a righteousness That breaks depression Shame Guilt and everything else that would mess with your mind or mess with your life And child of god, you've got to know that That's bible Everything that would mess with your mind has been taken care of by the blood He hasn't given you the spirit of fear, but he's given you the spirit that is full of power and love And then did you notice it says soundness of mind? Because of what God did for you spiritually, the blood not only affects your spirit, it affects your mind. You have soundness of mind. Well, why why am I having so many problems? Because you haven't started renovating your mind and your thinking with the Word. But the Word will go in and pull out all that junk So that you know oh, I mean there's things that used to mess with me Now it's hilarious Every once in a while Satan's an idiot And he'll bring some of this stuff up Don't even Don't even come at me with worthlessness Because I'm like Yeah that's ridiculous But for years decades man that messed with me Until I saw the truth Of the word of God And the word of God pulled it out And then all of a sudden in a moment of time I'm like oh my gosh it's almost like what was that that was like somebody else. It's not even who I am That's right. exactly it's good to it. Come on. Well, i'm an alcoholic well i'm a drug addict Well, you know, I just I can't like my mom man I've been smoking since I was 13 years old and I just can't seem to break it She did everything to break it finally one day she she literally just gave up and the lord was able to go and in a moment of time, she just stopped smoking. She's like, wow, that's just so amazing. I should have to do this. Do you know, like, I think it's in Tibet. They have this mountain that you have to crawl up this mountain, like on rocks, jagged rocks, and, do, and crawl. And they say, if you'll crawl up to the top of this mountain, all of your sins will be forgiven. And people do that. Because, man, that's hard, and I'm going to pay a price, and I'm going to be bleeding, and I'm going to be hurting, but, man, my sins are going to be forgiven. No, dude, keep, you know, <laughs> stay, stay right where you are. Your sins have already been paid for. Paid too. It's good. Hallelujah. Do You know, that's a form of pride, yeah. thinking I can do something to be made new. No, no, that's just your flesh. Well, if I just got, if I just was better, then, you know, I could walk in this ministry that I always haven't had in my heart. If I was just better, then I would prosper financially and I'd be able to do more for my family. And if I was just, get that out of your thinking and get your eyes on what Jesus did and just walk in who you are Hello. at rest. So in Hebrews chapter 9, let's run over there real quick. Hebrews chapter 9, let's go deeper now. That was kind of like a review of last week a little bit. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 12 says this. It says, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. So let's look at the Greek words. It says in English, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. First of all, the Greek word that's translated by, you can do by, but more accurately, the word literally in the Greek means through. It's neither through the blood of goats and calves But through his own blood he entered once Into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us get the wording on this What is he talking about in John chapter 20? I believe in verse 17 Jesus comes out of the grave and Mary Magdalene Meets him and says sir Have you taken his body and then he says to her Mary? In other words, could you imagine his sheep hear his voice? And he hears that voice, Mary, and he knows it's Jesus. And so she falls at his feet to to touch him. And and he's like this, Mary, Mary, don't touch me because I've not yet ascended to my father. So in other words, what happened, he comes out of the grave and he has his blood. And he is the high priest. See, in the Old Testament, they had this tabernacle, and there was a holy of holies, and there was an ark of the covenant, and there was a mercy seat. The high priest would go in there and put the blood of bulls or goats and animals, and it would seal and cover sin for a year, but not, now what's happening, here we are in AD 30, AD 32, Jesus comes out of the grave in April, and now he comes out of the grave, and he has his blood, and he's got to go into the tabernacle. In heaven, there's a tabernacle. But that one was not made by hands. It was made by what, what Jesus made everything with, his words. And, it's, and it, there's a mercy seat in there. There's the ark. There's all this stuff. And he, he says, you can't touch me right now. I've got to go into heaven. And when he put his blood on that mercy seat, oh, thank you. his blood started speaking of the love and the mercy yes. that God has for yes. mankind. Now look at the wording. See, what's cool is later on that day, he appears to his disciples. And we have that whole story. If you read John chapter 20, it's awesome. But, you know, Thomas is like, listen, hey, you know, I'm not going to believe it unless I could stick my hands in his side, stick my fingers in the holes in his wrists, you know, all this stuff. But Jesus, when he appears to his disciples, he's like, hey, touch me. Because he had already been to heaven. But look at what it says. He entered once, He doesn't ever have to enter again because his blood eradicated sin. It's only a one-time deal. But he entered once into the holy place. Look at the way it's worded. Having obtained eternal redemption for us. See, in other words, I use a story. My wife sends me to the store to get something. So I go to the store and usually she'll call me up and she like sends me a picture of it. Because, you know, I'm a guy, and we could really, if there's a possibility of messing something up there, you know, she doesn't like to send me to the store, because I normally get 10 times more stuff than what, you know, we, we get, you know, I use the example of toilet paper, you know, we have 60 rolls of toilet paper at home, but if I'm going to the store, I do everything to save time, and you know you're going to eventually use them, so I come home with 60 more, and she's like, you know, right? Although she was really happy when this whole pandemic hit, which has nothing to do with that part of your body, but it seemed like there was no toilet paper. So she looked at me, she's like, where she'd make fun of me, she's like, hey, so do we have toilet paper? Our friends are sending us pictures, Walmart, toilet paper, empty shelves, right? Yeah. And I go, well, we're kind of depleted, but we still probably have, you know, 50, 60 rolls, so we're good, you know. So she, see the advantage of having me as her husband, right? Isn't that awesome? Yeah. <laughs> but so she sends me to high v and i go to high v and i obtain what she wants and then i go home having obtained it now i go back home that's what jesus did having obtained eternal redemption for us now he goes into the holy of holies in heaven and he puts his own blood on the mercy seat that he shed and it eradicates everything. The sins of the whole world, it eradicates sin consciousness, guilt and shame, it cancels the penalty, all of this, and it will forever. The Bible, we're gonna get into this. The blood of God speaks. It speaks of his love for you and his mercy towards you. And it speaks when the enemy comes against you, the blood speaks. You don't have to speak on your behalf Now you declare the word of God If you get If, if you have revelation of the blood You will speak yeah. But you're not, you're not fighting the battle No the blood already fought the battle Hello. Battle's over Hello. Satan doesn't want people to know that That's right. So as blood Produced that righteousness That breaks everything off your mind So here we go again Jesus took his blood. The New American Standard Version says this. He entered, (coughs) excuse me, into the, he entered the holy place once for all, obtaining eternal redemption. Hallelujah. I wrote this down in my notes the way the Lord gave it to me is the blood of my Lord Jesus Christ flows from the heart of God to the heart of man and it heals us where we've been broken or wounded by life. So as you sit here, so many people, you feel so wounded and broken by life. I've got good news for you today. The blood that Jesus shed, it flows from God's heart to your heart, and it fixes and it frees you from everything all the woundings, all the brokenness, you are not broken anymore. Not, well, over time I'll get healed up. No, no, no. The blood. God is saying today, right now, you might feel broken, but you're not. You might feel wounded, but you're not. And if you'll but get in the Word of God and let the revelation knowledge of God's Word flow, it will pull all that stuff out of your mind and you'll realize and become aware, I am free. And I'll tell you, here's the revelation of this whole series. To walk in, the, in a full revelation of what we're talking about, you'll know it because you'll be giving it away to others. Mm-hmm. Why are Christians not passionate about reaching people? Because they don't know themselves what's been done for them. But when you know you can't keep it to yourself, you just can't keep it to yourself. I love that. There, in other words, there is power in the blood of Christ. Power, power, power in the blood of Christ. I love that. Hallelujah. Well, let's keep going. Hallelujah. I'm going to switch over here a little bit. So Hebrews nine twelve. neither by or neither through the blood of goats and calves, but by or through his own blood, he entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. In other words, he purchased your eternal freedom. I am eternally free. I'm free right now, and I will always be free forever. Isn't that amazing? But see, I grew up thinking... I just got to put up with all this stuff here, but then someday in heaven, I'm going to be free. No, no, no. I am free now. Good, now, I'm, I have an enemy that's going to come against me, but all I got to do is exercise my right to, to be free. It's good. It's good to it, right? I, I, my family and I are going to be safe. No man is going to take our lives. Right. I mean, it's amazing. Have you ever read Hebrews chapter 11? Through faith, they subdued kingdoms and this. Women had their kids raised from the dead and then all of a sudden, and others were tortured. And you're like, whoa. come on! What, do you, what time? No, no, no. I don't want that torture thing. But then it makes this statement. Choosing That's right. to not receive their deliverance. What? Talk to martyrs in heaven. I think you're going to find out that their life many times was not taken. They laid it down. I love the story about Stephen. First martyr, man, they're stoning him. I couldn't even imagine what that's like. You know, I've been to Israel. There's stones everywhere. You could stone somebody anywhere. And they weren't throwing little rocks to just maybe inflict pain. They're, they're, they're aiming for the head, you know? And, and Stephen looks up in the midst of this and the heavens are open, and he goes, I see Jesus standing. Well, time out. Jesus is seated. That's right. No, not when this is happening. It says Jesus was standing. What was he standing for? He's saying, do you, do you want to go through with this, or do you want me to come deliver you? And then it says something really crazy. He said, Lord, don't hold this sin against them. And then it said he bowed his head, and he went to sleep just went to sleep you have been given authority you are righteous the enemy is talking about how beaten up the church is how much in division we are all this stuff i've got a word for him the gates of hell will never prevail against the church he is a loser he's a pre-adamic loser he lost even before adam and eve he was kicked out of heaven he messes with you, he's going to lose every time because you've been made righteous and all of heaven is around you to protect you. So, verse 13, for if the blood of bulls and goats, the ashes of a heifer, now this is talking about those Old Testament sacrifices, sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth up to the purifying of the flesh. Verse 14, how much more, now I want you to see this shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God purge your conscience this word purge means to cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God the purging of your conscience that is a new testament Blessing for us. But this is what I want you to see. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the the eternal spirit, offered himself? In other words, you cannot separate Christ and the spirit of God. You can't separate them. They're inseparable. Even when Christ went to the cross, who shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit... It's it's together. This is huge. The blood of Christ, in other words, has the power to reach into your conscience and silence the voice of self-condemnation. It'll go right into your mind, and it'll silence that... I mean, your worst enemy is usually you. We speak death over ourselves. The blood of Christ has taken care of that. You don't have to deal with that anymore, but you have to have faith in the blood. The blood of Christ has the power in it to remove guilt, shame, and condemnation. It has the power to remove the complete stain of sin. You're brand new in Christ. The blood of Christ has the power, according to God's word, to remove the memory of sin. The very memory of it. Have you ever regretted some things that you've done? The blood of Christ has the power to erase that. And as you do that, this is what happens. When you realize what Jesus did for you, spirit, soul, and body, It'll cause you to see his love for you and it'll bring a boldness in you of who you are in him and it'll, it'll literally lift your faith up to a higher level where you now, all things are possible to him who believes because you're no longer just trodden down by this unworthiness. People are defining their Christian life. Man, I'm a pastor. I have seen pastor's kids that never, never come to know Christ and never walk in what God has for them because they are defining God by what they saw in their mom or dad. But the blood goes beyond that. Blood goes beyond that to where it just purges that. The blood of Christ has the power in it to break depression, and all emotional and mental problems. So in other words, the blood of Christ, the New Testament, New Covenant, the blood of Christ not only, not only brings forgiveness, but it also removes, removes sin consciousness. Man, I spent years trying To remove a sin consciousness Try to get myself to stop thinking About my past failures And try to get Start thinking about righteousness And I've never been able to lay hold of that And then one day I'm like Wait a minute This is a faith thing He said his blood removed it So all I gotta do is believe that in my heart And start saying Father I thank you that I'm free from sin consciousness. I'm conscious of your righteousness. I no longer have sin consciousness. My mind is going, what are you talking about? That's just as ridiculous. Just keep saying it. it. Because, you know, the truth of the word changes everything. And all of a sudden, lights start going on because the word starts opening in your heart. All of a sudden, the Bible, you read it differently. Yeah. All of a sudden, behaviors that were not pleasing to the Lord start just falling off of you. Right. It's because you're seeing things different. This is, this, is, this is the life of a Christian. You are redeemed. Or I should say this. You have been already, past tense, redeemed from sin and from the guilt of sin, which is sin consciousness. The blood of Christ in your conscience produces a righteousness consciousness. The blood of Christ in your consciousness or in your conscience produces a righteousness consciousness. And the byproduct of that is it brings your faith up to a higher level of expectation. All of a sudden, what do you mean a higher level? All things are now possible to him who believes. Could it be that everything that is taking us captive, all this junky behavior that's causing death in our life, could it be that all we have to do to walk free from that is take our eyes off of it and just believe what the Bible said? Could it be that simple? It is that simple. And I'm going to preach it and preach it and preach it. It is like fire in my bones. And I believe that the hurting world and the hurting Christians are going to flock to the message of the truth of the Word of God. Not this nonsense sometimes that's preached because it sounds good. Entertainment's not going to help you. The anointing is going to help you. The power of God is going to help you. And God is in your life. And His, the, the blood is speaking into, about, I love you. you have, my mercies are new to you every morning. Great is my faithfulness. You hold fast to that profession of your faith without wavering because I am faithful who promised, God would say. This the word. This is the word of God. Now, now. God right now is looking at you through the blood of Christ right. as if you've never sinned. Oh, that's good Wow. So let's talk just a little bit, this New Testament word that many times is called forgiveness, but really the Greek word used is remission. So go to Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12, and we'll unpack this a little bit. And guys, this series, if you'll notice, I'm saying a lot of the same things over and over and over. You know, when you preach, I look at it like a really cool amusement ride. Actually, I look at it kind of like I'm surfing. I'm looking for that wave, that move of the Spirit. For me... Heaven to me would be that I could preach out of myself what God is preaching in. I I tell the Lord that all the time. Oh man, I just, I wish I could just preach this as well. But you know what? I actually am because the Holy Spirit is speaking to all of our hearts. So I might get a word wrong or I might miss a little bit here, miss a little bit there. But there's more here today that's being caught than even being taught And I'm telling you if you'll sit under the word And under the anointing The anointing that's upon the word Will reveal lies It'll lift burdens It'll destroy yokes of bondage It'll literally heal your body It'll make you walk In freedom and victory In every arena of your life It says in Colossians 1 Giving thanks Now giving thanks unto the Father. This is the Greek word Eucharisto. What that means is with all of your passion and with all of your heart, constantly giving thanks to the Father. In other words, it's a life of worship. Why? Because you are walking in a revelation of what you've been given. You are so thankful. Abraham grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. Why? Because of the revelation, God, you love me so much that literally when I'm 100 years old and my wife is 90, we have a son and all the, the humanity will be blessed in him. It was so big in him that at 122 years old, he's still having kids. Could you imagine? Man, I'm 59, I almost can't catch Micah now. So Abraham had to be, he was in shape, Right? Giving thanks, constantly giving thanks unto the Father, which hath. So this is something the Father has done for you in the past. When? About A.D. 32. What year were you born? In other words, this is something the Father did for you before you ever showed up on planet Earth. Who hath Made us. This is the Greek word kazoo. It means qualified us. Before you were ever born, God qualified you. Thank you so you're qualified. He was just, when did it all take place in your life? The moment you received Christ, all of it that had been done for you in your past is now yours. He qualified us to be able. The word meet means able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. In other words, the Tony Finley literal translation of this, constantly giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in life. Do you know to receive your healing, you got to know you're qualified to receive your healing. You've been qualified to receive every bit of your inheritance. He qualified you. How? Christ. The blood. The blood blood qualified you. That's why in the New Testament, what things soever you desire, when you pray, this word desire means whatever, whatever things that you call for, require, or make a demand for when you pray, just believe you receive it and you'll have it. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. The word ask, call for, make a, requ- make a demand for, require. Why? Because it's all been given to you. He's already made you qualified. We got people, we got Christians who are begging God to answer their prayer. Please heal my body. Please heal my body. God's up there going, I did. Mm-hmm. I sent my word and healed you. So now just receive it through faith. See, God's not moved by your need today. And I know that sounds cold, but it's really not. He was so moved by your need that before you were ever born, he met all of them. Yes, he made it right. And now it's your move. It's simply, it's simply to just believe that what he said he did is true. Do you know when we stand before God, we're going to be like, wow. And I was concerned about my electric bill. Right? We're going to see that, wow. You know, I, do you ever look back in your life I, I, I think of my life, and I'm like, there were times I'm going in a wrong direction. I was born in a whacked out situation. My life could have turned out really, really bad, yeah. but he still had me. Yeah, right. Then when I started learning a little bit about him, I still knew nothing. I still made stupid choices, and he still, his hand was on me. It'll be hilarious when I get to heaven and go, wow, you stopped that. You did this. You healed me of that. I didn't even know I ever had that. God is so good. But man, when you grow to know these things, your faith goes to a higher level. You'll stop playing church. Playing church stinks. Right? Don't play church. You are the church. I remember my, my son one time, his coach gave him a hard time. He's like, David, are you just going to play soccer? Right, David, my son. In case you guys don't know, you know, we have not had a chance to embarrass them lately. Yeah, but have. this couple who's getting married is right back there. He's the younger, better-looking version of me. Yeah. And I think he's joining the Married Up Club. You could see his beautiful <laughs> wife-to-be, Brianna, right? But but he says to david david's like this all-world soccer player and he's like come on david are you going to play soccer or are you going to be a soccer player and i think he said dude you couldn't hit water if you fell out of a boat you know and he was just giving him a hard time because he knew his talent level but are you going to play christianity or are you just going to be who you are because who you are is awesome yeah, but pastor, you don't you don't realize I've said no to God. I've doesn't matter. That's right. Doesn't matter. Make a decision right now to change, because here's the thing: He redeems the time. Mm. I don't know how He's going to do it for me, but I'll guarantee you, I'm going to yield all of my fruit in my season, even though I got started late, kind of went wrong directions, and did all this stuff. Doesn't matter. Right. But man, I'm growing. And his mercy is greater than my disobedience. And his love for me is greater than any behavior. He's not moved by your behavior. But he'll move your behavior to where you are just passionately pursuing him. Hallelujah, I love that. He qualified you to partake of your inheritance. Verse 13, who hath, again, he delivered you when in your past. This is in the Greek aorist tense all that means is what it's about to tell you that happened is a one-time event that happened in your past it never has to happen again it could never be reversed it it is just a fact and it all happened for you before you were even born the action spoken of is viewed as complete whole a one-time action In other words, who hath delivered us. You could say this, who hath once and for all rescued us. That would be the literal Greek. He once and for all rescued you. What? From the power, from the authority of darkness, and hath translated or transferred you into the kingdom of his dear Son. Verse 14, In whom we have redemption. This is it says in whom we have redemption. But let me go a little deeper. The word have is the word, Greek word echo. In whom we own redemption. Jesus redeemed you with his blood, and then he said, Here, Brandon, here, you own it. Nadia, you own it. It's yours. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. It's yours. When Satan comes and says, no, 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 you have to, no, sorry, the blood, I rest my case on the blood. This happened before I was even born. The day I got born again, it took took fruition. If you don't know Christ today, you get saved today, and all this becomes yours right now. All of it. All of it. What do you have to do? Believe. That's it. That's it from the power of darkness transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption apollotrosis is the word redemption it literally means this that we have been removed from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of god's dear son it means the releasing Affected by a payment or ransom what this word apollotrosis means a ransom was paid The blood was paid and you and I were once and for all released You're released from sickness and disease you're released from poverty and lack you're released from spiritual death You're released from bondage Well, then why do I still deal with these things because satan is an outlaw he, he operates illegally, but you have authority to have completely mastery, complete mastery over him. You bind him on earth and all of heaven backs you up. You tell him to leave, he has to. But the word has to dwell in you richly. Yep. It can't be, well, you know, I'm a Christian and I've got and, and I just kind of add God to the rest of my life. No, He's got to be first.. That's right. To be honest with you, if you put him first, you'll be able to add a lot more to the rest of your life. You'll be able to handle a lot more and and operate at a much higher level. I love that. In whom we have redemption, what? Through his blood, even the forgiveness. Again, this word is aphesis. It means even the remission of sins. So it would mean this, even the forgiveness, the complete removal of the penalty of sin, and the complete erasing and cancellation of the guilt and shame and condemnation of the sin. A cancellation of that penalty. Wow. Pastor, that is good preaching. Yes, it is. See, you can't preach and mess this one up because the word is just too good. If you go down to verse 20, it says this. Well, let me just say this. So this death of Christ destroyed all of what we used to be in Adam. Right? We're in Christ now. And his blood brings us into the very presence of God. And that's where we dwell. Do you know? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Why? Because the blood has brought you into his very presence. It's amazing. It's made you. You have been made worthy by the blood of Christ. So Colossians 1.20, let's just kind of, we're kind of coming down here. Give me just another minute. Well, give me about five minutes. It says, uh, you know, I promise I won't go this late until possibly next Sunday. Okay. Hey, we've only been here an hour and a half. This is like, you know, we're, we're good, right? Everybody's stomach's going, Pastor, you have no idea. I didn't get breakfast this morning. Verse 20, and having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself. The word reconcile in the Greek means to call back in union to restore you to favor with God through the power of his cross. He reconciled all things to himself. By him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, verse 21, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. He called you back into favor with him through the power of his cross. He reconciled you. Now are you ready? We were sometimes alienated in our minds, but now, when is now? Here's, here's a big one. Let's, we're gonna do the etymology of this Greek word now. Are you ready? This might take me a while. It means now. So we're talking about something that is a reality. It's a reality. It's a truth in your life right now, what we're about to say. Not not if if you study enough. Nope. No, this is right now. Look at this. Right now has he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death. Isn't this amazing? So he's talking about something that is in your life right now, That took place in the body of his flesh on the cross. Here it is. Because he shed his blood for you, because all of your sin was once and for all condemned in his body, because he bore your sickness and carried your pain, he was made poor on that cross so that through his poverty you would be brought, you'd be rich, you'd be brought into a full and overflowing supply. He gave you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now, he did all of that to present you holy. Now, th- now, what are we talking about? We're talking about the blood of Christ brings you into his presence. The blood of Christ is now presenting you before the Father holy, number two, un. Blameable. So if you right now are unblameable, can we all agree to stop blaming ourselves? Instead, let's just get rid of it. Just confess it and move on. But now it even gets better and unreprovable in his sight. The blood did that. You are, see, you might not feel holy, but as God is looking at you right now, He's looking at you holy. Now, I'm not saying this. This is God's word. Yep. You are unblamable. When the enemy comes to you and starts blaming you, you're unblamable. You. Because the blood paid for all of it. And you're unreprovable. This Greek word means, not merely unaccusable, but literally beyond unaccusable, you are unaccused. In God's eyes, you're not just unaccusable, you're unaccused. It's all gone. This is amazing. This word unreprovable means you are free from any legal charge. It'd be like you go before a judge at Douglas County Criminal Court, and he's looking at you going, "What are you doing here? You're, you're not accused." And you're standing there going, "But I, I stole this, and I did that. And no, no, the blood of Christ, see, somebody did, we, we always thought, well, you know, Jesus took my place." Well, he did. but we still kind of felt like we were still guilty. He just took my place. No. The blood has made you holy. Unblamable. And unaccusable. Judge is looking at you going, what are you doing here? You're not, a, you're not accused of anything. Here, let me well, let me look at this file. Let me make sure he's opening it up. He's like, what, what's going on? It's like there, there's, there's, it's just, it's blank. Amen. You're unaccused. There's nothing. Sir, you just, you're free. You're free to go. It's good preaching, Pastor. That's what the blood has done for you. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. And Jesus did all of this for you and I when we were his enemy. And he did it so that we could be sons and daughters of God. I'm telling you, it's time that the church awaken to righteousness.